eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Tim Fitzgerald at gopowercat.com. And I'm Scott Jason with fog.net. This is a replay of WIBW's TV show, The Drive. Here's this week's episode on the 24-7 Sports Podcast Network. Good evening, Wildcat Jayhawk fans, and welcome to The Drive, sponsored by Briggs Auto Group. I am Tim Fitzgerald of GoPowerCat.com, and the man across the studio for me is Scott Chasen of Fog.net. Scott, both K-State and KU faced some COVID-19 issues this week. KU was smart enough to postpone its game with Texas. K-State sort of played at Iowa State. <laughs> the game was scheduled, and they attended. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, Fitz, before the year, if you had told me Kansas, Kansas hasn't played in two weeks, they'd go back-to-back weeks without losing a game, this is exactly actually what I would have predicted. This is it. Folks, you can interact with us on social media at facebook.com slash The Drive Show, on Twitter at The Drive 13, and, of course, answer our weekly poll question and make your game predictions on our Twitter page. And remember, if you ever miss an episode of The Drive, you can listen to an audio-only version that will appear each Monday morning in the form of a podcast at GoPowerCat and Fog.net. And we start things off with our two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt, your work boot center. Well, Fitz, last week we thought 11 points was too big of a spread between Kansas State and Iowa State. The Cyclones ended up winning 45 to nothing. How did this game go so wrong for Chris Kleiman's Wildcats? Uh, it was 45 nothing, but it was in double overtime. <laughs> it, it went bad on the third snap of the game for K-State. K-State's defense held Iowa State uh, on the first two downs. In fact, Iowa State was in a third and 12 and easily converted it with a pass across the middle of the field, scored a touchdown. K-State goes down the field and gets right to the mouth of the end zone. It's a first and goal at the three. Scott, I'm thinking, we got a shootout in Ames. K-State didn't score. Gives Iowa State the ball, and the defense does a good job on the first two downs again. And guess what? A pass interference penalty on K-State extends the drive, and then Iowa State on the next play has another long completion. And the route is on. Iowa State got up 35 to nothing at halftime. The stat of the night, 62 yards for the Cats offense on that first possession with Will Howard at quarterback, 87 yards the rest of the game, which means the offense wasn't picking up first downs, and that means that poor defense was stranded on the field trying to find a way to slow down an Iowa State offense that was just overwhelming them, and it got worse and worse as they got more fatigued in the the first half. 
Iowa State played really well. They came out with a great deal of focus and passion, and it's like they wanted to exercise some demons from this Farmageddon series because they've lost so many close games. This game is almost always close, Scott. It wasn't close at all. It was a complete blowout. In fact, Will Howard got a jarring hit there at the end of the first half, and they took him out, and Nick Oss, the backup, went the rest of the way. And K-State just looked completely ineffective. No matter what it did, good, it didn't add up to anything. They got the quarterback a couple times. They stopped Brees Hall on a few drives. And then Brees Hall, the running back from Wichita, just ran through them as the game went on. In fact, I think he only had like 13 carries in the game because Matt Campbell showed mercy on K-State and pulled out his starters and let his backups go most of the second half. It was awful from the get-go. Yeah. You know, Fitz, I remember a game a few years ago, Kansas actually, went up to Ames, lost 45 to nothing, like 120 yards of offense in that game. Actually very similar to this game Kansas State played. Uh, it, it's obviously mm -hmm. never good when another team in the Big 12 is right up there with, you know, arguably the worst loss of the David Beatty era at Kansas. It was bad. Scott, there was no football to watch this weekend in Lawrence, so we'll get you started with hoops. Kansas plays Gonzaga on Thursday. How ready are the Jayhawks? to start the basketball year against the number one team in the country. Think about this, Thanksgiving, you think about football, I guess this year you've got number one, uh, Gonzaga, number six, Kansas, at least in the AP poll. Those teams, I believe, are two and five in the coaches poll. Uh, look, for a lot of teams this year, it's going to be a struggle just starting the season because this sort of abbreviated run-up to the season, you don't have guys on campus working together in the same way. Uh, even the off-field stuff, or off-court stuff, I should say, that builds camaraderie, builds these connections between teammates. You really don't have these same opportunities. I'm not sure that'll hurt Kansas as much, though, as it would some of the other teams in the nation. I can run through the roster. Fitz, there's a lot of experience here and a lot of guys who understand Bill Self and what Bill Self is looking for. Marcus Garrett. That's Kansas's point guard. He is, we'll talk about him in a little bit. He's one of Bill Self's favorite players he's ever coached. He's a four-year guy. He's been a contributor all, all four years. He certainly knows what to do. David McCormick, the starting big man. He's a third-year junior. Uh, you go around that starting lineup. Ochai Abaji is a junior who started every game last year, second on the team in minutes, second on the team in points. Christian Brown, a returning player, uh, obviously from this kind of local area, Blue Valley Northwest. He knows what Bill Self is looking for. Backup big man Mitch Lightfoot, a fifth-year senior. Backup point guard Dewan Harris was on the roster last year. Uh, had rave reviews of him behind the scenes. So a lot of familiar pieces. There are really only two newcomers that the Jayhawks are trying to work in uh, who are going to play a significant role this year, or may, I suppose. Things could always work out differently. One of those guys is Bryce Thompson. Oh, by the way, his dad played for Bill Self at Tulsa. So this team should have a ton of familiarity uh, with its head coach and really a lot of these guys with each other. Tyon Grant Foster could be kind of a, kind of a wild card. You know, funny enough, a couple weeks back, we heard that he got on a roll in one practice, unlike any player Bill Self uh, said that he had seen over the last few years. He called that good Tyon. Well, when he says good Tyon, that implies there's not so good Tyon. We've <laughs> talked about Tyon Grant Foster on here. Really interested to see what he brings. It might be a slow start for him. I don't expect a slow start for Kansas, even going against I think three top 15 teams in the non-conference schedule. Incredible. Let's stick with hoops. The Big 12 has five teams ranked in the top 20 to start the season. Scott, is this as stacked as the conference has ever been? You know, Fitz, I'm, I'm not quite sure it's the most stacked at the top. It, it may not be the deepest, but I mean, look, the amount of talent in this conference is uh, really unbelievable. 
you know, you think about Kansas being the team that's won it, what, 15 of the last 16 uh, years or so. And uh, obviously to Kansas, again, top 10 is going to be very good. But Baylor comes into the season ranked number one in the coaches poll, returning just about everyone except a big man. The Bears are going to be spectacular. West Virginia has probably the best front court in the Big 12, probably the best front court in the country. Uh, when you consider that Oscar Shibway, this kind of monster inside, very similar to Yudoka Azubuki, he had a huge game at Lawrence. He's going to be back. Texas returns, I believe it's top 12 players. You get 13 on a roster. So if they're returning 1 through 12, oh, by the way, that 13th, I believe, is a five-star big man, top 10 player in the country. Texas uh, should be great. Texas Tech has a great coach in Chris Beard uh, and then brings in a couple of transfers who are going to be eligible. That's kind of like your top tier, your top five. Oh, by the way, Oklahoma is really good. Brady Manick somehow hasn't used up all his eligibility there. He's the three-point shooting big man. Austin Reeves is a contender for all Big 12 honors. And number seven, Oklahoma State, they have the number one recruit in the country in Cade Cunningham. So you go one through seven in this conference, you start looking around and going, you know, hey, I, I don't get many breaks here in terms of having to play good competition. But if you're one of those other teams, eight, nine, ten, you know, you're looking up at the rest of the conference and going, you know, where the heck am I going to get some wins from? I feel like you're talking to me right now. <laughs> uh, K-State is picked for 10th in this conference, and probably deservingly so. K-State's got 10 players out of its 12 scholarships as freshmen or sophomores. So this is a true rebuilding year, and what a dreadful year to be in a rebuild. First of all, it's COVID. Second of all, the Big 12 is absolutely stacked. So we'll see if K-State can carve out any success they certainly will have a lot of lessons to be learned, Scott, in a conference that is ultra competitive, but it always is. So guys, get used to it. This is what playing basketball in the Big 12 is all about. Yeah, you think about an eight-person signing class or an eight-person mm -hmm. class incoming for Kansas State, there are going to be a lot of growing pains there. There will be plenty. Now, a quick look at your poll question results. The poll questions are brought to you by Midland Exteriors. Love the home you live in. Call today for a free estimate. Last week's question was, Kansas State at the time, 4-3 and three on the season, finishes the year at Iowa State, at Baylor, and versus Texas. What will the Wildcats' final record be? So, three games left, 4-3, and three, what's the final record? We go to the results, and hey, only 9% of you were wrong, at least as we know now. That was a number of people who said 3-0. and oh. uh, Most popular answer, 1-2 and two finish. That was 40% of the vote, 30% 2-1, 21% 0-3 fits. It's looking like it may finish C or D at this point. Yeah, you know what's amazing, though, is even if they go 1-2 and two to finish the season, they'll mm -hmm. still match last year's 5-4 and four mark in the Big mm -hmm. 12. So still some things to win for K-State. This week's question is this. Should KU basketball hang a championship banner for the 2019-20 season after ending the year ranked number one? Your answers are simple. A, yes. B, no. I hope you can decide between A, yes, <laughs> and B, no. And vote on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. We asked that question after the last season. Now it's interesting to get a checkup, see where people stand going into the new one. Well, uh, that will do it for this half of the two-minute drill, but we will be right back with more on KU and K-State on the Drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Drive as we continue our weekly two-minute drill. The two-minute drill is sponsored by Vanderbilt, your work boot center. Well, Fitz, Kansas State has lost three games in a row. Remains 4-3 and three, Big 12 play with two games to go. Can the Wildcats salvage the season by winning next week at Baylor? Did you notice how that rhymed? I kind of gave you a little poetry there. Uh, yeah, they can. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people kind of overestimated K-State when they got off to that 4-0 start. In hindsight, beating TCU and Tech and Kansas. And sure, Oklahoma was good, but you caught them out of the gate, which was perfect. Iowa State caught them the second week and beat them, and now Oklahoma is really good. Mm -hmm. So I think K-State maybe was a little overvalued. They were in a position where maybe if they had surged right at this moment when they play some really good teams, they could have really made a statement. But folks, I got news for you. This Kansas State team isn't really very good. I mean, they're competitive, and when they put all three facets of the game together, they can beat teams like Oklahoma. But when they don't, and when they struggle on offense like they have the last three weeks for a big most part, they're not very good. So Kansas State's going to have to find a way to generate some more offense. You've got a true freshman quarterback and a true freshman running back who are your feature guys. You've got a senior tight end who's a little beaten up and really wasn't used very much against Iowa State. And other than that, they've got a depleted receiver group and guys that can't get off the line of scrimmage and press coverage team isn't very good and if they can't score points they're going to struggle but the good news is Baylor is not very good. Kansas State can go down and get its feet back under them as a team by winning this game and doing it with special teams and defense and just enough offense. The offense can't hurt you. It needs to pick up first downs, it needs to score some points and turn it over to defense and special teams to do the damage if necessary. K-State can beat Baylor. That would get K-State to match five wins from 2019, as I mentioned earlier. And then you have Texas coming north in December for a December 5th game. And if it's cold out, I never want to bet on Texas in cold weather. These players don't respond to that. K-State has an opportunity, but boy, Scott, they got a lot of things to fix inside that locker room because that looked like a ragged team in Ames, Iowa. We'll see if they can gather themselves. Yeah, you know, this almost reminds me of the final Mark Mangino team. I believe they started 5-0, and lost out. Now there was some injury there, but didn't end up getting to that bowl game. And, you know, obviously it, things are different this year. We don't totally know what the bowl requirements. Pretty much everyone is eligible. But, man, 5-5 five and five at the end of the year, that feels a lot different than 4-6. and six. I, I do agree. I think there's a lot to play for down yeah, the stretch here. I agree. Well, Kansas basketball – has had an All-American point guard in three of the last four seasons. Scott, do you see that continuing this year? Yeah, I mean, look, it's crazy to think about. You go from Frank Mason, a guy who, you know, when he came into his senior season, people weren't convinced, one, that he was the answer at point guard, two, that he would be the team's best player, three, that he would be the team's leading scorer, and all this guy does is go out and average 20 points a game. He is the consensus national uh, player of the year. He passes it off to Devontae Graham, a first-team All-American, who we saw what he did in the NBA last year. He's a, a borderline all-star after, you know, basically uh, he was a second-round, early second-round pick. He and Frank Mason were both, I believe, the number 34 pick. Devon Dotson follows him after 
a good, not great freshman year, a very good uh, freshman year for a freshman, and then uh, a great sophomore year. Von Dotson undrafted, but he lands with the Chicago Bulls, and now uh, it's turned over to Marcus Garrett to kind of follow this act. And, you know, I mentioned Marcus Garrett being one of Bill Self's uh, favorite ever players to coach. Bill Self last year was actually asked if he could compare himself to a player mentality-wise who it would be, and he said Marcus Garrett. He has called Marcus Garrett the best defender uh, that he's coached. And, you know, look, Marcus Garrett gets it in a way that I think every coach in the nation would like to have someone who does. He doesn't complain about his role. He doesn't complain about hard coaching. In fact, he invites it. And Bill Self has told us that his relationship with Marcus Garrett is such that he can let him know before practice, you know, hey, some of the guys are being sluggish. I'm going to really get on to you today uh, to kind of show them that they need to step up because they're going to see if I'm, you know, getting on your case, I'm getting on everyone's case. And Marcus Garrett really invites that. You know, a lot of people have spoken about his shot. That's kind of the one thing that's held him back. He was a 30%, 31% three-point shooter this last year. I, I think that's a little bit overrated in terms of caring about it because if he's a 32% three-point shooter, that means he goes 8 out of 25. If he's a 36% three-point shooter, that means he goes 9 out of 25. That's one more made three. When you think about what he brings defensively, he led the Big 12 in assists to turnover ratio last year, led Kansas in assists. He was Kansas's point guard. Devon Dotson was the combo guard scoring all the points, but Marcus Garrett was the one running the plays a lot of the time last year. Uh, I think Marcus Garrett steps in seamlessly. Uh, I think he's in line for a huge year. He was my preseason pick for Big 12 Player of the Year. I think I, he's going to be great. I love him. I mean, he's a coach's dream, as Coach Self says. He, he does whatever the coach needs him to do, and this season he needs him to be the point guard. And having your best defender on the ball right there at the point, man, that helps the team an awful lot. It's going to be really interesting. And now we step out of bounds, and out of bounds is brought to you by Copeland Insurance Agency, part of your community for more than 60 years. Fitz, let's take a big picture look at things right now. Yes, there's obviously a pandemic going on, and college sports have continued there to is. take place. How do you feel like things are going for football? Are you concerned at all for the basketball season with some of these teams starting to get shut down? Well, first of all, we hope everyone out there is healthy. Mm -hmm. It is spread a lot. Um, you know, it's really hard to see how basketball goes without big interruptions, and here's why, Scott. Uh, football, you, you have to have 53 players to play and a certain number at each position group. K-State has scraped bottom on that a couple times. But you have a roster of about 110 guys. Um, so maybe you have some more answers there. In basketball, K-State, for example, has only got 12 guys on scholarship and two walk-ons. You've got 14 players. They're talking about the bottom number to play is six scholarship players, which seems really low to me. It seems mm -hmm. like it needs to be at least seven with eight eligible to play. They play a game in the Big 12. Teams are going to have COVID hit apartments. If you have four teammates in one apartment and someone is exposed, you know, someone comes over that has COVID, all four guys go into quarantine. Heaven forbid if all four guys get COVID and it's a three-week stretch where they're not available. And then when they come back, they still might have some lingering effects. Basketball is going to be really impacted. And I think the teams that have the most success, Scott, this season are going to be the teams that take care of their business off the court and stay away from situations and people that are unmasked or in interior situations where they might mm -hmm. pick up COVID from a complete stranger. Being responsible off the court is even more important this year because you can infect teammates like crazy and pretty soon you're going to be losing games because you're, un you're out of players or you have to delay the game later on because you just can't play. It's going to be a mess. Yeah. You know, 
Kansas built a new basketball dorm, and, and one of the reasons they did, after the Andrew Wiggins year, you had people camping outside his apartment, which anyone could get into for autographs, and, and people standing outside, and, and Joel Embiid was there too, and it, it was a bit of a problem. Unintended kind of consequence, at least for Kansas basketball, that team is very isolated now. I think you need like a fingerprint to get in the building. It's, it's pretty locked down. Uh, teams with that kind of a setup, I think will, it will be a huge advantage for what you just said. It, it is so important now to isolate. Bill Self said you have to wear a mask in the locker room. You can't be in there for more than 15 minutes at a time, and guys go in there and shift. So I think teams are taking it seriously, but Fitz, I agree with you 100%. I do think we're headed for some interruptions. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute mess. We'll see how it plays out. What's interesting about K-State is they have guys living together, which – Follows your typical off-court bonding idea, mm-hmm. but you have an apartment with four players, another with three, another yeah. with three. Boy, you can get into trouble with some exposure in, yeah. inside of those apartments. Really fast. Well, now let's hear from the fans and our fan question this week. I think it's for you, Fitz, because <laughs> the, the first word is Fitz. Fitz, why is half the football team transferring? That is from Lee in Manhattan. Lee it's, in Manhattan. It's not half the team, Lee. It just feels like it. <laughs> There have been an alarming number of guys entering what's called the transfer portal this, year, this season for K-State, and there's a number of factors going on here. Uh, but uh, it is one of the higher numbers around the country, but we are seeing an alarming rise in the number of players hitting the portal this year. And I think it's just because being a college student right now kind of stinks. You're, you're isolated, you're in your apartment, you're not even going to class for a social experience. You're just in there on Zoom teleconferencing, watching uh, all of your, you know, your classmates and, and your professor. You never leave home. All you do is play your sports, and I think a lot of people are unhappy. It has hit K-State very hard. It is alarming, but they're getting to get back some scholarships they're going to need for the future, and they'll use them on other guys. It's going to be okay. It's just a weird year. Keep this in mind. You didn't know about players transferring before the portal was put mm-hmm. in place a couple years ago. Guys just disappeared. When I'm covering Bill Snyder, you'd look down and someone's just not playing. You don't mm-hmm. know if they're injured or they're gone. There's no comment about it. Guys would just disappear in the past, and now you know about it because their name hits the portal, and sites like ours immediately report that. So it's kind of amplified a little bit. Yeah, well, remember to ask us your questions on our Facebook page and on Twitter at The Drive 13. When we return, we'll look at our predictions here on The Drive. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back. As we head down the home stretch of this week's show, and now it's time to take a look at our predictions. And remember to make your weekly predictions on our Twitter page at the Drive 13. 
KU versus Texas was postponed till the end of the season, so we only have results for two games. That's all we needed. Uh, it didn't go well for me. Scott is smarter than all of us. He went 2-0. The fans and myself went 0-2. Uh, boy, that was not good. Hmm. It's just not good. Let's start with Kansas State plus 4.5 of Baylor. Baylor hasn't won in forever, mm-hmm. and K-State's a 4.5-point underdog. Scott, I'm going with the Cats. They're going to win. I'll go with Baylor at home. Don't feel great about it, though. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. <laughs> uh, next is TCU minus 24.5 at Kansas. That's a lot of points for a TCU team that yeah. isn't very good either. Big, big line, I'll take Kansas. You'll take Kansas? I'll take TCU just to be different because that's the kind of guy I am. Our last game of the week is Iowa State at Texas. It's a Friday game. We've got it as a pick I'm going to go with some recency bias and pick Iowa State because they look like a Super Bowl team on Saturday. Texas is back. Give me the horns. Okay. Again, make your picks at our Twitter page at the Drive 13 Now it's time for our On the Clock segment. On the Clock is sponsored by Carpet One. Buy local for a strong local community. Scott, go. Well, we got about 20 seconds here, so I'll just say there is a Kansas football game this week. Jalen Daniels, Kansas quarterback, looks like he's going to play. Fitz. That's good. We were long tonight. Kansas State basketball, Wednesday, Thursday, Little Apple Classic in Manhattan. Tune in on ESPN something. And that's it for this week's edition of The Drive. We'll see you next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.